The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. To access inner resources to create the most productive, loving, and joyful life, Each of us needs to awaken to explore in depth who we really are. Welcome to Explorations in Consciousness with Dr. Joe. Today, we'll learn what our past lives can tell us about our present life and understand how our beliefs create our reality. Now, here is Dr. Joe Mancini. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dr. Joe Mancini, your host for Explorations in Consciousness with Dr. Joe. I'm a certified clinical hypnotherapist and spiritual counselor in private practice in Maryland. In various ways on the show, in every episode, we've examined how to access inner resources to create the most productive, loving, and joyful life. And as I always say, to accomplish that goal, each of us needs to awaken, to explore in depth who each of us really is, to recognize oneself as a compassionate, multidimensional being made of God stuff, and to accept responsibility for being the co-creator with all that is of every bit of one's reality. This series of 13 episodes that began on August 13th has focused on what past lives can tell us about who we really are. My guests and I have examined several related topics, such as the true nature of past lives, soul mission and karma, the multidimensional self reincarnating soul groups, intact group past life regression, soul contracts, how to change past lives, natal regression, using past life regression to capture lost history, life between lives hypnotherapy, and other such topics, including today's, which is research on the positive effects of past life regression. You can access any of my past episodes by going to the episode directory on my Voice America homepage, and you can download all of them as MP3s or as podcasts into iTunes. A further aid to all this exploration are the concepts about past lives and other metaphysical matters that were voiced by Seth, that energy personality essence channeled by Jane Roberts from 1963 to her passing over in 1984. Rich Kendall, one of the so-called New York boys who attended Jane's ESP classes in the early 70s, shared with us at the beginning of the series some of Seth's ideas about past lives. In the final episode of the series next week, we will revisit Seth's teachings via the memories of another of Jane Roberts' ESP students, Lawrence Davidson. Sadly, I must reveal to my listeners that today's episode and the one next week will bring both the series and the show itself to an end. With your help and that of my guests, the show has been an unqualified success. And yet, I've decided to move on to other venues where I can continue to help individuals discover who they really are. For instance, I will be turning these episodes into an ebook or regular book adding commentaries and chapters on material for which there was no time 
in the episodes. And on November 9th, I'll be doing a workshop called Hypnodrama, a day of improvisational fun. This workshop uses hypnosis and improv to help participants move beyond limiting beliefs. On Thursday night, November 14th, I am facilitating a group past life regression open to anyone at my home office in Rockville, Maryland. The weekend of November 16th, 17th in Belsill, Maryland, I will be facilitating with Dana and Shane Robinson a workshop called Future Life Progression and Shamanic Journey. In addition, I am very excited that in January, I will be offering teleclasses on the Seth material and other metaphysical topics, classes in which registrants and I will be able to connect in a more interactive manner. The first set of three teleclasses will focus on Seth's notion of limiting and expanding beliefs and their practical effects on our lives. Moreover, I will be continuing explorations in consciousness with Dr. Joe on my own via YouTube and podcasts. I will still be interviewing guests on various topics such as dreams, near-death experiences, aliens, and the transformational power of crystals. And there is one more opportunity for you, my listeners. Anyone who wants a session in any of the modalities presented in this series should contact me. If you're not able to come in person, I can do most of these sessions on Skype. To inquire about any of these workshops or services or to be on my email list, please email me at soulserver at erols.com or call me at 301-526-2043 or go to www.lifetransforminghypnotherapy.com for more details. Those individuals joining my email list will receive a free MP3, Sacred Space Hypnosis. All of my contact information is also on my Voice America homepage. And now to my guest and the topic for today. My guest is Heather S. Friedman Rivera, RN, JD, PhD. She will talk about her personal and professional discovery of the uses of past life regression and also the recent research she has done on the positive effects of past life therapy. Plagued by chronic illnesses, Heather found much relief in past life regression and decided to do research on what other participants in this modality had said were its most likely and most therapeutic effects. Her research is unique in that it relies not on anecdotal data in individual cases, but rather on a broad cross-section of data gathered from respondents of various ages, gender, religious upbringing, and experiences. And now, good morning, Heather, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited. Great. And I especially want to uh, thank you because I know a cold has has been plaguing you, and uh, so it's really... Uh, special that you still uh, are are here with us. Well, you, okay, you have a fascinating story about how you became interested in past lives. Please share it with our listeners. Okay, um, so uh, I'm a registered nurse also, and in 1997, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, and uh, since I'd seen the devastating effects of the disease, I was pretty terrified of raising my kids working full time. And I just couldn't um, sit around from the three months you see a doctor and then three months later you see the doctor again. I, I couldn't sit around in that time period just waiting for him to tell me what to do next. 
And so I started exploring on my own things I could do to take control of my life. I was the, the disease was progressing very fast, and I, I was walking with a cane, and I was pretty sick. I even had to go on disability for a short time. So I started taking these classes at the American Institute of Holistic Theology really just to help me. I was really just concerned about trying to find something to um, find some relief for the what I'm going through. And I tried different modalities, and nothing was really all that working, so maybe a little bit of that sometimes. And then uh, somehow I got my bachelor's degree in it, and the next thing I was working on the master's program, and there was a class, there was a book on hypnotherapy in there, one of the books in the classes, and it had a small section on past life regression therapy, and I thought, well, what the heck is this? This is kind of nuts, but it's kind of <laughs> exciting. I didn't know what it was. I never really thought about past lives, but I thought, you know, for entertainment, let me just go ahead and give it a try. So I had the same intention as if I was going to a carnival to see a palm reader just for an afternoon of entertainment. I thought I'd try past life progression therapy. And part of rheumatoid is it affects every joint in the body. So um, it affected my hearing. I have hearing loss. And it affected this little joint in my larynx. And it, I actually spoke at a whisper most days because the doctors and speech therapy couldn't correct it. They should have just part of the process of the disease. So I went to see this um, disseminate research. I found a therapist locally and went to see her on a day that, of course, I had no voice and I had no idea what to expect. And she said, we're just going to go ahead and do a progressive relaxation on you. And she just uh, relaxed my muscles and she said, she's going to take me down a stairway and into this garden. And in this garden, there was a library. And in my mind's eye, I could see this all very clearly. She said, one part of the library has books with your name on it. And she said, one book will call to you. And sure enough, I could see the books with the binding on it. It said Heather. And one did see me poking out and seeing that this is a book. I pulled it out. I sat down in this chair in the library in my mind and started flipping the pages. And she said, well, one page will call to you. And there on the right side of the page was a picture, a color plate of, of a knight um, with a white horse kneeling in front of it. And I could see very clearly the heraldry on the knight's shield. Mm-hmm. He was holding a sword. And the next thing I knew, I whooshed into the knight's body. And I was, it was quite startling because I didn't know what to expect. But all of a sudden, I had this, um, I could feel his armor on me. And I could feel damp and hunger in my belly. And I had this, like, sense of duty and honor. And and in her chair, I'm holding tight to this imaginary shield and sword. And uh, I was having these startling thoughts, like I'm having the nice thoughts and Heather's thoughts at the same time. So she said, let's progress to the next significant event in that lifetime. And um, suddenly, I'm on this field of green on foot. And I thought to myself, well, shouldn't I be on my horse like I see in uh, the movies? But no, I'm on Mm -hmm. foot. And she says, uh, just tell me what's going on. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm in battle, and I get stabbed in the throat, and I fall, and I'm laying on this green, damp grass looking up at a gray sky, and I start choking and coughing on blood as I'm dying. And in her chair in her office, I'm also gagging and choking. And she says, pull up out of the body and look at it if it's on a screen. But I was so caught up in him, and, and I needed to go through the process with him. 
And so I stayed inside the knight's body, and I took my last breath as a knight. And then I had my first spiritual experience. I came out of the body, and I became uh, huge, expansive, and I felt connected with everyone. And I'm getting goosebumps here. (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, this intense sense of love and peace. And I thought I could just stay in this place forever. But Donna's calling me back, and I go back into Heather's body, and I come out of it, and I say, Oh, my God, Donna, that was amazing. With the voice that I have now, my voice, I had no voice going into hypnosis, and I came out with my voice. So I thought, oh, my God, this is the first time something has actually worked. Is this just a fluke? Well, the next morning I wake up and I have a voice again, and the next morning, and I've never lost my voice since that day. So it got me very curious about past life, and I'll tell you about that soon. Uh, as I said, an absolutely amazing story. And uh, I just want to remind my listeners that when um, when the hypnotherapist told you uh, to remove yourself from the body to of of the night, um, of course you decided not to do that. Yeah. But it's 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 something that we all uh, you and I and other hypnotherapists do to remove the person from feeling the pain. Yet sometimes it's important to feel the pain. Um, so I, and I'm pointing this out because some people get scared about going into, into a past life and feeling they're going to experience the pain of being killed and that sort of thing. So I just want um, to point that out. You are a very adventurous person. Um, so you stayed in the body and you got a lot out of that. Um, and one of the other things I want to emphasize is that the healing that happened with your voice, as you say, st- has stayed with you. It apparently is a permanent healing. Is that, yes. is that correct? Yeah, that is well, fantastic. you know, it just points out that you, it's all self-hypnosis, that you do have control. So you can discard what the hypnotherapist said. At that choice, I chose right. not to leave his body. I could have, but I wanted to stay with him. So at that point, you know, it shows how much control we do really have of the process. Exactly. Okay. Um, We're going to be going to break in a short while, but let me ask you this. How, how did you decide to do a study in this area? Sure. Um, Well, after uh, this experience, I said this is the first time I'm really finding something that's really working for me. I had a spiritual experience. I had a physical healing. I felt more peace and contentment. So I started researching everything I could grab my hands on for past life. I read pretty much every book I could find on it. And I found a couple of studies that would show, like, whether reincarnation is real. They're trying to prove whether reincarnation is real. But I wanted to see studies that showed how beneficial this was. Was everyone else experiencing what I experienced, or was this just a, a fluke? And I saw a lot of case studies, and I saw a lot of anecdotes, but I didn't see a lot of numbers. So I'm now working on my PhD at the same program, and I went to train with Dr. Brian Weiss at Omega. Uh, it's a professional training for a week long in New York. And I talked to him about it. I said, you know, I, I don't see a lot of studies. that he said, this is a very ripe idea. And so I came up with this idea to do a research study my own for my dissertation project. And so I, what I did is we, 
I came up with 25 statements that kind of ran the gamut of everything I had seen, read about, watched in group regressions, what I experienced, statements that people could braid from one being strongly disagree uh, up to seven being strongly agree. So you had a lot of choices, and people would rate them anonymously. And then I'd also look for demographics, you know, their age and their sex, what country they came from and um, their religious upbringing. I want to know if they had any type of uh, effect on the benefit. And then today we have 295 surveys from all over the world, and we still have the ongoing study, and we collected, and, and I'd like to be able to share with you some of the results that we found from the study. Well, before you do that, uh, we're going to be going to break. Uh, but I do want to say that I want to acknowledge your husband, Mark, um, who's a physicist and who helped you with the data analysis for the study. Uh, yes, he did a great job. Uh, yes. And we'll talk a little bit later about how people now who are hearing this broadcast uh, will be able to participate in that study. But for now, uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, you're listening to Explorations in Consciousness with Dr. Joe. I'm Dr. Joe Mancini, and we, we will be right back with more from my guest, Heather S. Friedman Rivera, RNJD, PhD, past life researcher. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have you thought that there may be more to your life than you know? Maybe you're puzzled by coincidences that seem to happen out of nowhere. Or possibly you have a sense of deja vu in a place you have never been before. What about those dreams that seem to materialize right before your eyes? or bring startling, clear images of loved ones who have passed over. These are only a few of the great many topics that you can find much more about by having a hypnotherapeutic session with Dr. Joe Mancini. Dr. Joe is a clinical hypnotherapist certified by many national and international hypnosis organizations specializing in spiritual hypnotherapy. Dr. Joe can help you discover much more of who you really are and why you came here this time around. Joe's clients repeatedly emphasize his vast spiritual knowledge, amazing skills, and great heart. He establishes a safe, caring environment in which individuals feel free to be all that they are. Call Joe at 301-526-2043 or reach him by email at soulserver at errols.com to find out more. That's 301-526-2043 or by email at soul, S-R-V-R, at E-R-O-L-S dot com. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to Explorations in Consciousness with Dr. Joe. To reach Dr. Joe Mancini or his guest, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to soulserver at errols.com. That's soul, S-R-V-R, at errols, E-R-O-L-S, dot com. 
Now, back to Explorations in Consciousness. Welcome back, everyone. This is Dr. Joe Mancini, hosting Explorations in Consciousness with Dr. Joe. I'm talking with my guest, Dr. Heather S. Freeman Rivera, past life researcher. And I do want you, Heather, to first mention the, uh, the title of your book and then tell us some of the results of research. The title of my book is Healing the Present from the Past, The Personal Journey of a Past Life Researcher, and um, it's out on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's really just, um, it talks about the study that we did and my personal journey all through this whole thing, plus a lot of um, anecdotes and stuff that I added into it from the people that took the survey. And I want, I want to, before you go on to describing the results, I want to urge the listeners to read the book. It is not a dry book full of just statistics. Heather's done an incredibly wonderful job of weaving her personal narrative throughout all of uh, the, the, the results. Uh, so let's hear some of those results. Oh, okay. So, you know, what I was finding was the media was really talking about, like, physical healings and fears and phobias. And so, but interestingly, that's not where the major healings from past life therapy is from all these surveys that we collected. Um, it's really in areas that are more about peace and contentment, loss of fear of death, you know, feeling more connected, searching, having more purpose in their life. So, 78% of the survey respondents said that death no longer holds as much fear for me. I'm just going to, I'm going to continue to talk about the, um, what the results were and then. Okay. Later, okay. 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 Good. Okay. So the other part was, it was interesting is that only 22% of survey respondents, uh, experience a physical healing. That's over all of them. However, if you went in specifically for that physical healing, 80% of those did get that physical healing. Um, was some interesting facts about the study is that if you were, we had these people called in personal investigators, and but they were almost hostile or did on a dare or skeptics, people that really didn't want to do past life therapy, but did it anyway, and they received the same benefits as everyone else. So just as if we take a pill, it didn't matter if you were, if you could aspirin, if you were a hostile person or a non-hostile person, you would have the same benefit, and that's what we found with past life therapy. My husband, Mark, he has an MS in physics, and he did the data analysis for the study. Uh, I'm not, math is not my thing. And, um, but the really thing that was interesting about impersonal investigators is that the greatest benefits they received was that their religious views or perspectives had widened. So that area, more than any other group, we separated out by demographics depending on um, um, different factors. So people that were searching for purpose in their life, people that were just curious, and we could see over the whole... Um, gamut that we could see where people fell on this trend. Yeah, my book has a lot of personal experiences. Like, there's this one thing that I had and I talked about, and it, it wasn't followed up with in the end of the book because it's just something happened new. Um, one of the experiences I had was I was like an early man and had dishonored my tribe and I had committed suicide by throwing myself over a cliff. And... Um, it was just a very bland experience. What was funny is that I've always had this kind of weird thing with high places. I always thought I was didn't trust my body not to hurl itself over. So I would hold on tightly, like I didn't trust myself. Not like I was really afraid of heights, but I just didn't trust me not to, to 
jump over. And I wasn't suicidal either. So it was just an odd thing that I had. And when I had that early man experience, I didn't put the two and two together. Um, so we went, I went to the top of the rock in New York, and I walked all around up there, didn't hold down, didn't think about it. It wasn't until months later I realized I didn't hold on. And then so I went to visit the Grand Canyon, and that, and that, that feeling was gone. And I thought, just from that bland, unemotional experience, that, um, that problem was, the issue was resolved. So this last May, I went to Vancouver, and they had this thing called Sears Balcony over the suspension park, Capsulano, and it's this glass platform over very long drops. I thought, well, is it still going to be gone? Am I going to be fine out there? I step out there. I don't need to hold on at all. I feel perfectly comfortable as if I'm just on solid ground. Well, I am. I have a glass platform. But I, I, from the study, it shows that there is no decrease in benefit over time. And so I was able to go and feel that firsthand. It doesn't matter how long time since you've had that past experience, the benefit do not diminish. So that was another great finding from the study. And the other thing that was really important is, again, the major driver of these benefits is um, number of, uh, number of experiences. So one to two experiences, you do get benefit. But three to seven, that's where you get the majority of the benefit. That's like the sweet spot. After eight or more, it just kind of seems to level off of like fine-tuning, I call it. Uh, we have a research institute, PLR Institute. It's at plrinstitute.org, and um, we have two studies going on, and, and we ask people to tell people about the study. You can either access it that way or at pastlifesurvey.org, and we um, everything's on a volunteer basis. We have a board of MFTs, a reverend, a physicist, myself, uh, a doctor in, in psychology, and they all contribute their time to helping advance scientific research into past life therapy. So if you'd like to donate or if you'd like to take the survey or let people know, that would be so helpful for us. You could also tell your story, your past life story. We go and post those on there, uh, help other people that have had past life so they could see that they're not alone in this. And we have a blog, a weekly blog. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn and so if you go to plrinstitute.org, you should be able to find everything. We're talking with uh, Heather Rivera, past life researcher. So, Heather, what I was asking you was uh, to tell us a little bit about the negative outcomes. Oh, yeah, negative outcomes. That was interesting. We only had um, 3%. 3% of the people that responded had a negative outcome as a result of past life therapy, which is very low. And so I went back through the surveys to see exactly, well, if you had a negative outcome, what was it? And it, it looks like most people were having um, a high emotional response. It was very cathartic for them. You know, they'd cry, and, and I think that maybe a lot of them felt that the emotional response to it was called negative. Although some people said they missed that time period. They felt lonely for that time period. But other than that, it's a pretty safe um, modality since it's very low. It, it seems from when I was reading uh, some of the samples of the negative outcomes that people um, would classify an outcome as negative if they, it seemed to me, were not really prepared um, for what they uh, uh, were going to be, in effect, asked to change in their lives. 
as a result of visiting the past life. So it, it seemed to me that a, a, a good deal of what they call negative was um, an inability, and, and in one case, it seemed an unwillingness to change patterns in their present life, again, as a result of what they found out in the past life. Is that correct? That is true. I did see people that. They, and also, the people said that, you know, it shook up their whole foundation of what they thought that life was about and death. For me, I had to take a few days off work just to process it because everything that I had thought about that I thought was my reality was turned on its head. So um, that's also, it's just a lot that goes on. It, 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 it actually seeps into slowly, you know. The more revelations you have as you as you as you go on, and I, I want to uh, key in on that of what you said about changing your whole world view. Uh, John Mack, who was a uh, before he died, was a psychiatrist at Harvard University, and he, uh, I believe, coined the term ontological insecurity where your, a lot of your assumptions and your beliefs about the way the world works are totally turned on end, and people have all kinds of reactions to having that kind of um, experience. And, and yet, and I'm sure this is true for you as well, um, I found that with uh, the vast majority of my clients, uh, they seem to assimilate that, uh, and particularly even the, the fact that they died in a past life. Um, I've done hundreds of these, and I've never experienced anyone um, being upset or freaking out about going through their death. It, 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 and this correlates with what one of the findings of your theory was, that people have lost their fear of death. Um, and do you find the same thing in your yeah. practice? Yeah. I don't have a private practice, by the way. I have I, not taken clients. I just stay oh, focused okay. on research and writing, so but that's why we have a board. I just feel like um, it wasn't the right time for me to take clients this time. Okay. So, uh, but, so what I just, I can only report as what I've been seeing from survey respondents and my own personal experiences, even my husband, who um, was not interested in having a past life session done and me um, practicing on him, he finally, after eight, eight times, had his first experience. And sure enough, it was a, a, a change in his worldview, too, where he had to just, he took a little time to meditate on it, too. And, um, well, it does. It just reorients you. Um, in a way, often that you don't expect, and yet when you let the the new paradigm sink in, it really does, uh, as you certainly suggested, enhance people's um, lives. Um, and one of the other things um, that I wanted to mention is one of the other so-called negative outcomes that I thought was really important um, for listeners to hear. And I'm reading from your book. Mm -hmm. um, actually, what I think we'll do is uh, take a break now and come back so we won't be interrupting that discussion. Okay? okay. So this is Joe Mancini, host of Explorations in Consciousness with Dr. Joe. I'm talking with my guest, Heather S. Rivera, uh, RNJD, PhD, Past Life Researcher, and we'll be right back. Have you thought that there may be more to your life than you know? 
Maybe you're puzzled by coincidences that seem to happen out of nowhere. Or possibly you have a sense of deja vu in a place you have never been before. What about those dreams that seem to materialize right before your eyes? Or bring startling, clear images of loved ones who have passed over? These are only a few of the great many topics that you can find much more about by having a hypnotherapeutic session with Dr. Joe Mancini. Dr. Joe is a clinical hypnotherapist certified by many national and international hypnosis organizations specializing in spiritual hypnotherapy. Dr. Joe can help you discover much more of who you really are and why you came here this time around. Joe's clients repeatedly emphasize his vast spiritual knowledge, amazing skills, and great heart. He establishes a safe, caring environment in which individuals feel free to be all that they are. Call Joe at 301-526-2043 or reach him by email at soulserver at erols.com to find out more. That's 301-526-2043 or by email at soul, S-R-V-R, at E-R-O-L-S dot com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to Explorations in Consciousness with Dr. Joe. To reach Dr. Joe Mancini or his guest, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to soulserver at erols.com. That's soul, S-R-V-R, at erols, E-R-O-L-S, dot com. Now, back to Explorations in Consciousness. Welcome back, everyone. This is Dr. Joe Mancini hosting Explorations in Consciousness with Dr. Joe. I'm talking with my guest, Dr. Heather S. Freeman Rivera, who's a past life researcher. So, Heather, just before the break, I was about to read to you from your book um, one of the so-called negative outcomes, but I think this is a very important one because we've been stressing um, the use of past life regression for healing. And so this is what the person said. I do believe, however, that it is detrimental for people to depend on past life regression for the healing work. I believe that we must work in this life on our issues. So what do you say to that? No, I think that's true. Some people want to go and blame everything on a past life or anything, mm-hmm. but what we actually need to go and take control and, and live through this body. And it, in my last chapter, so I really talked about, I think the major lesson I learned from it was it didn't matter who I was or anything. It matters who I am today. And it was the first time I really became comfortable in Heather's body. So I felt like I had chose this body for some specific reason, and it would be a, a disservice or dishonor not to um, live in this body fully and live my life fully because that's what I'm supposed to do now. So I, I, my, I get this understanding that I am not Heather and I'm not the knight and I'm not any of those. I'm in awareness. And I feel right. as if I'm sitting on the back of my head and watching how Heather would respond to this or that. So I, I think that she has a very valid point, and that's why I wanted to make sure I brought that out in the book, that we can get very caught up in, in looking at other ways to go and um, blame or 
show responsibility. And I think that a lot of times people will look for lifetimes that they were the victim, but we were also the perpetrator. And we need to look at that part too. Yes, very much indeed. I have um, uh, another perspective, and it's based on um, the Seth material. And I've talked about this in earlier episodes. Um, and what the perspective says is that uh, we are not the victims of a past life because anything that comes into this life from a past life, we have chosen uh, to allow into the present life. And we've chosen it because we feel there's something to be learned from that. So we're not at the mercy of any past life. Having said that, uh, because from the second point of view, uh, all lives, past, present, and future, are ultimately simultaneous. Um, that past life is still going on, uh, even though we perceive an, uh, a particular end to it is one of many probable endings. And what we do can actually affect the past life persona if we ch- if that past life persona chooses to accept it, the influence. So the past lives are really not past. Uh, and again, this is a different viewpoint, and it, and it doesn't go, um, uh, it, it's not part of your survey, but I think it's important in responding to what that um, individual said as, uh, as he described what he called the negative outcome. So there are different ways to respond to this, and, and I really want to emphasize what you said, that um, we are who we are right now, and that's what agreed to that as well. Um, we are um, uh, who we are right now and beyond that. We're not just one person, one persona. Uh, we are, as you put it, an awareness that takes on different personas. But for this point right now, here and now, you're Heather and I'm Joe, etc. Um, so uh, it's just another perspective. Now, I want to uh, make sure that we um, talk about your novel. Oh, yeah. And you, are, you, are, you are not only prolific, uh, you, you dive into just about any way to express your interest in past lives. So the, the novel is another one of those ways. So tell us how, how that, what the novel is about, of course, without giving away the ending, which is <laughs> happening. The novel was called Quiet Water, and it was really interesting. I mean, so obviously you can see I'm pretty obsessed with past lives, anything past life, I'm in it. So my mind just keeps thinking about it, and what if, and what if. And so I woke up one morning, and that was over a year ago now, and it was about early, early morning, maybe 4 a.m., and the entire past life novel just downloaded into my head. And this character started talking, and I just wrote as fast as I could. I was pretty much, I felt like I was taking dictation this whole time. And so it's about this woman, she's 38, Tess Whitaker, and she leaves her very stable marriage and her teenage son because she's having these past-life dreams of this lover that just seems the most perfect lover. And she's curious of whether maybe he reincarnated now. That's her soulmate. Maybe he, if she's here now, maybe he's here now. And so she goes on a quest to see if she can find this lover from a past life. And so it has a lot of stories of love and 
uh, transformation and uh, a lot of things that the people do experience with their past lives are woven into this fictional story. And I thought I was done after I finished this one, and then she started talking to me again, and I just finished the sequel to it, which is called Maiden Flight, and it should be out next summer. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> did you say you finished the sequel already? There's a sequel I finished. I, yes, I did. I'm working on rewrites. Um, I have a retreat coming up next weekend, and then I'll get back to the rewrites, and I'm anticipating it come out next summer. Each book is complete, but if you'd like to continue on with Tasha's Adventures, that's where you would go next. Well, I can testify, having um, read Quiet Water, um, that it is a, a fascinating book, not only in terms of the example it gives of an experience with several past lives, um, but also um, you are a, a really wonderful writer because the character of Tess is uh, very engaging, very credible, um, and therefore would appeal to anyone um, who wants to know what it would be like to be um, affected over time by uh, a couple of past lives. I, I think you did an excellent job, and I recommend people um, buy You can get it on Amazon or from your um, website. Well, I, I haven't met my speak or retreats, but it's on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And okay. But thank you so much for your kind words about Clywater. It was very much a labor of love, and I, I really enjoyed writing it. And I, I found that I love fiction. It's just it's a lot of fun. Well, you know, it, it brings up, and, and there are probably some of my listeners who are novelists um, who are listening to this, and uh, especially people who are historical novelists, um, I believe they are tapping into uh, past lives and certainly past life environments, and uh, they are recreating um, what they had actually experienced, that they had actually seen um, and felt. Um, and what's also uh, I just want to uh, emphasize in your um, talking about the novel, um, I want to emphasize that... Uh, Tess' character came to you um, within. Uh, there was there was a voice, and how yeah. how did you first react to the voice? You had already done some past life uh, regressions, or right? Uh, uh, is that right? Yes, I've had many. So you um, weren't as startled as you might have been had you not done that work. <laughs> so, and people wonder if that's a is is just a figurative speech, but she honestly talks to me. And sometimes I, I honestly I had to take a vacation from her, and I had to do a, a hypnosis to say, you know, Tess, I need you to be quiet for a little bit so I could I could wow. rest, and then I and then I'll talk to you again and tell your story. I promise. And where she comes from, I don't know. And at one point, I'm so caught up in this character that. My memory got mixed up with hers. She's, hmm. I thought that I had eaten in this restaurant that is in the scene, and I'm like, no, that's Tess's wife. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so I don't know so where it, it, she comes from, and people say, well, is she your past life? Well, she's, she's in present time. The book is written all first person in Tess's head, and so you do get very caught up in her. But well, that's she told that me her brings, story, and I listen. <laughs> that brings up another... Um, 
thing that people who are wanting to do um, some novels, for instance, from um, a past life, that it's very important um, to be grounded, to be to really know um, that you're here, and to know that you're you know part of your greater identity are all of these past lives. Yet again, to repeat what we said earlier, that uh, you are distinct here and now um, from your past lives, um, but. So it's very important to stay grounded, and I think it was a great idea that you um, had a hypnosis where you actually told her, hey, lay off a little now. Um, that's another way to create the distinction. So um, would you just uh, let my listeners know we're about to end. Let, uh, let, us, uh, let them know about your uh, conference. About my contracts? How they get your conference. We have, you have about a minute. Uh, okay, you can contact me at plrinstitute.org, or you can always write me at drheather at plrinstitute.org. Both books are on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, Healing the Present from the Past and Quiet Water. And you can always call me, 714-580-8803. I, I'll talk to you if you have any questions or concerns or just want to chat. I'm here for you. And I want to emphasize how responsive you are. So... Uh, listeners should really uh, take you off on what you just in, uh, invited them to do. That's uh, well, unfortunately, as usual, our time is short, and I must bring this episode to an end. Heather, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I totally okay. forgot that you were under the weather, so to speak. Uh, thank you for sharing your past life experiences and your research on past lives. So, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and thank you for putting up for all the technical <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I say to my listeners, tune in next week, the final week of my series on past lives and the conclusion of the show. When, as I noted earlier, I will be interviewing Lawrence Davidson, another of Jane Roberts' ESP students in the early 70s. Lawrence shares how he came to find out about Seth and why he came to Jane's weekly classes. He also shares his own memory of how Seth approached the topic of past lives and even what Seth said about Lawrence's own. You don't want to miss that. His anecdotes about the Seth phenomenon then and through the years and about how those early class experiences changed his life add color to his story. And finally, his perspectives on the San Francisco Bay Area Seth Conference that he has organized for the last several years show the ongoing power of the Seth material. This is Dr. Joe Mancini, your host for Explorations in Consciousness with Dr. Joe. May you all open to peace of all that is in every moment of your lives, and thank you so much for listening, and a hearty good day to all of you. Thank you for tuning in to Explorations in Consciousness with Dr. Joe. Please join us again next Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We'll offer another enlightening program next week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.